At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tuesday evening here on the Nightcap. We've got Game 6 of the World Series going on. Bottom of the fifth inning. The Atlanta Braves leading 6 to nothing. We've got Maction. And oh, do I love some Maction where the dogs are barking all over the place. We've got a four-leg parlay that my yes, man right here is yes. sweating out. We've what got, could go wrong? We've got... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we've got Ohio... Uh, plus eight. Somehow this could get interesting now after leading 28 to nothing. Uh, we will keep an eye on that. And we've got the 16 to one future on the Atlanta Braves who now lead six to nothing. I am so proud of you. Like, I feel like I have the ticket. Like, just to have seen you grow since day one of this show. I mean, having 16 to one on the Braves who were out of this thing, they weren't even in the conversation Going into the All-Star break. Don't throw away your tickets, people. Everyone had said, no Acuna, no chance. And you sit here looking real genius-like. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of confidence midseason that this thing would come back. Uh, as I'm just keeping eyes on, on football games. Uh, Eastern Michigan as a nine-point dog. Looks like they have taken a lead. Akron is lively. 
In their game, they just back. scored. They were 20-point dogs. This is Maction, baby. Yes, this is Maction. Yeah. And knowing Maction, Miami of Ohio probably is going to come back and beat Ohio. That's okay. I just need Ohio to cover. I yeah, think I have them too. plus eight. I have them uh, plus eight as well. Having said that, I do have a temporary new nickname for you. Okay. The Ginger Genius. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You like that? I do. The yeah. Ginger Genius. Uh, we got to put that out there and see what we get back. Tim Murray's new name, at least temporarily, is the Ginger Ginger Genius. Well, yeah. according to Twitter today, it was uh, it was a lot of hate. Uh, I was a hater. Well, that's why I put temporary on top of the Ginger Genius. And uh, I think something happened that I'm not going to like in the Toledo Eastern Michigan game. Did uh, they not get it on the f- yes, first and I goal? I think they went our fourth forward, and goal. And it doesn't look like, at least from that view, that he got it, which would be par for the course. <laughs> so uh, just uh, keep an eye on uh, on the World Series here. Max Freed, as we talked yesterday to Mike Farron, um, I wanted August and September Max Freed, not what we see in the last two games. And Mike kind of calmed my nerves and said, you know, you look back at his first start against the Astros – he wasn't getting that hard of contact. He was actually pitching quite well. And right now, he is dealing. He has four strikeouts, three hits allowed. He has thrown just 50 pitches. Got out of a big jam in the first inning with some wackiness with a infield hit and then you know questionable call, but gets out of that with no outs. And since then, Jorge Soler hit a ball that may still be traveling. Yeah. A three-run homer in the top of the third. Danzy Swanson went yard. Freddie Freeman hit a double, and it's now six to nothing. Now, no lead is safe against the Houston Astros. Well, they have a lot of high-end massage parlors in the city of Atlanta. I'm not sure which one Max Freed frequented yesterday, <laughs> but they did an outstanding job because that ball has been shooting yeah. out of his left hand. There is action, and it is live. And that was the one thing that worried me about him. I felt like his ball had kind of died, and this is a bad lineup to have that happen, but tonight – and he looks electric. Well, it's funny. You mentioned it before the show, uh, right before we came on air, and you said, now's the time to hedge. Yeah. Because I had I have 16-1 to 1, uh, all the way back in April. Right now I could get 16-1 to 1 at DraftKings on the Houston Astros. Yeah, I put a small little play in. I mean, now know whatever. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Some kind of way Eastern Michigan didn't score, so. Of course. <laughs> I have a little cushion here. This is this I don't is like the, when things this like is that the beauty of Maction. Yes. It is back. It is maddening. Mm-hmm. This conference is so crazy. Uh, makes no sense. And this is what you do if you bet Maction. I would just advise people: you're going to bet Maction, which I did tonight. Right. Keep things interesting. Be careful. It there. Are, it is the conference of bad beats. I mean, you turn on Van Pelt Center the next Monday. It's the Mac all over the place. So yeah. just uh, just be cautious on uh, on your on your wagering. Feel feel free to wager, but just be cautious on what you throw down yeah. on the Mac. I'm already prepared. This is going to be 35-31 <laughs> instead of 38-28, so, which is where it should have been. Real quickly, uh, because we're going to get into the playoff rankings, which, whoo, man, got a lot of people fired up today. Um, Some tricksters. Right before the end of the half, it was 28-24 Toledo leading, mm-hmm. and the halftime spread was Toledo minus 5.5. Okay. The line judge was taking a sweet old time, okay. flipping it 
you know, flipping it ahead to the official. They place it down. Toledo gets everyone set, takes the snap. Quarterback rolls right, strike to the middle of the field. I don't know what defense Eastern Michigan was playing. Touchdown. Touchdown. Cover first half, 34-24, extra point pending. They go to review. No time on the clock when the ball was still in the center's hand. Touchdown wiped off the board. And I think that is going to come back and heavily play into this spread here tonight uh, with Toledo and Eastern Michigan. Toledo, interestingly enough, was a, uh, I would say Eastern Michigan, if you look at the splits, at least at DraftKings Sportsbook, was a popular dog. Mm -hmm. And you started to see the line go the other way, which was kind of music to my ears. I didn't know you were having this parlay, so I, I wouldn't have gone with it. But I took a little bit on Toledo. Um, more on Ohio because of Brad Powers. I right. trust him more than myself, right. especially when it comes to the Mac. Um, but I got Toledo at nine. You've got Eastern Michigan at ten. Yes. So there's really no middling opportunity. None. But not unless there's a new way to keep. Unless, the we, score. unless we can get a push or something. And like I'm that. terrified about the Ohio game. I'm just telling you now. This one. Wait, Miami's got the ball back. Yes, oh, that's boy. what I'm saying. This I'm terrified about be bad. This, game. this. Is bad. Yeah. This yeah. Is We're gonna, gonna need a some kind of turnover. I'm pretty sure Ohio is only playing with eight people on defense. <laughs> well, they are one. Because there's no way you can have 11 and the Miami of Ohio guys be as wide open as they've been the last two drives. Well, the uh, Miami, uh, sorry, Ohio is one and seven, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So, um, once again, six to nothing is where we stand. Bottom, uh, actually top of the seventh now uh, in, oh, sorry, top of the sixth. I beg your pardon. So, we're going to really dive into this as the show goes on. Chris the Bear Felica is going to join us. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, uh, Ty Hildenbrandt will join us at the top of the next hour. We'll get a lot of differing opinions on what we saw today. What does it mean, big picture, for who will make, ultimately, the playoff, college football playoffs? So, if in case you missed it, I'll just run down the top ten real quick. And I... You know, we're going to really dive into it, Sean. I think next segment, have some disagreements. But I want your number one takeaway after uh, I just run down the top ten here. So, no surprise here, Georgia, number one. Number two was Alabama. I think surprising to many. Michigan State, your Spartans, sitting there at three. Oregon, number four. Ohio State, five. Cincinnati, six. Michigan, seven. Oklahoma, 8, Wake Forest, 9, and then rounding out the top 10 is Notre Dame. Your biggest takeaway, whether it be anger, which there was a lot of, uh, frustration, whatever it is, what was the biggest thing that stood out to you? Well, I think sometimes when these rankings come out like they do, there's an agenda that's getting pushed. And when I saw the rankings... The first thing that popped into my mind, they don't want to be in a position because Clemson is not going to be the ACC champion mm -hmm. to have to take the ACC champion. And that's why Wake Forest is nine, and that's why Oklahoma's eight. Because now you have what's most likely, I mean, they still have games to play. Wake Forest definitely has some minefield oh, yeah. games that they have to navigate through, but the way it's situated, depending upon what happens in front of Oklahoma and Wake Forest, you could be looking at an undefeated Big 12 and undefeated ACC champion on the outside looking in of the college football playoff. And here's what I mean by that. This is set up so that whoever wins the Big 10 championship gets into the college football playoff. 
let's assume Oregon, who doesn't really have a treacherous road. They do have to go to Corvallis. Oregon State, I think, is better than a lot of people think. That's always a very difficult game. But let's say Oregon runs the table. Those two teams are in. Big Ten champ and Oregon. Now you have Georgia sitting there and what's probably going to be a one-loss Alabama team in the SEC championship. Let's just say for this argument that Alabama beats Georgia, now you have your four college football playoff teams and it does not include the Big 12 or the ACC. See, what I disagree with is I think Oklahoma is actually in a decent spot. Oklahoma has done nothing to this point and I, I applaud the committee for actually putting them at eight. They don't deserve to be any higher than eight. They mm-hmm. have struggled with a lot of teams, as we've discussed on this show, whether it have been Tulane, Nebraska, uh, West Virginia. They have struggled. Which, for argument's sake, I've been making this argument about Oklahoma, and you probably have been more so on the Oklahoma's going to be higher than eight committee prior to today's revealing of the But rankings. what... They have right now a zero top 25 wins. Right. If they run the table, Sean, they will beat at Baylor. Right. They will beat a above 500 Iowa State team, which will count for something. They will win at Oklahoma State. They will have a rematch with likely Oklahoma State. They will end up with three top 25 wins. Yes, there is the outside chance that Alabama beats Georgia, and then that really complicates things. But I actually think Oklahoma is in a decent spot with the remaining schedule and where the committee put Oklahoma State and Baylor as they are still on their schedule. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Much more on the playoff reveal. What about Cincinnati? How mad should Bearcat fans be or Bearcat backers? It's the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. This is the nightcap here on VSIN. A nose food. Good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Can we get to a nap? Very exciting. Little change of weather got me going here. So, a little nosebleed. The good thing, we're not just on radio. Hey, Altitude, what's up? Altitude 950. You don't see my bloody nose. Peace Bowl on VSIN.com, mm-hmm. dude, though. So, um, oh, thank you. There you go. Um, I might just let you do this segment, but uh, six to nothing is where we stand right now. Top of the sixth inning, Braves leading the Astros. Uh, I am. Uh, how are we looking in this Ohio game? It's a big fourth and one coming up. Hopefully, Miami of Ohio does the right thing and kicks the field goal, but they probably won't. <laughs> probably not. So if they go for it, then we have to look for some kind of stop because right now this is. Code red. It was twenty-eight to zero. It currently sits at twenty-eight to thirteen. Good news for you, yeah. though. Eastern Michigan just Did pounded in another in touchdown. Game. Yeah. But before we get on to the current action, you updated the baseball score, correct? Yeah, six nothing. Yeah, Braves have first and second, two outs, top of the six. For all of you guys that bet with the Braves, hopefully you can get a single, chip away, add another run. That'd, yeah, that'd be, be nice. great. Keep on adding. But my partner has sixteen to one future ticket that he's waiting to cash, which I'm excited. And happy for him. That's a great call by Tim Murray. Uh, now known as the Ginger Genius. That's his <laughs> new name. We're going to ride with it. But let's get back to the college football yep. playoff and their initial rankings. And I'm the kind of person I can admit when my opinion was not actually wrong, but your thought process is going to ultimately end up being right. And... I figured because of where Cincinnati started the season in the AP poll, mm-hmm. not the college football poll, that it would be enough to catapult them into this year's college football playoff. And all along, you've said that they basically need Armageddon to happen for them to get into the college football playoff. And based on today's rankings, which have Cincinnati at number six, Tim Murray, a.k.a. the Ginger Genius, <laughs> is now 100% on the right side of this argument, and here's why. They set this thing up so that no matter what Cincinnati does, all the results pretty much work against them. Yep. It hurts them. It really does. I mean, because some combination of Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State is more than likely going to be in the college football playoff. Correct. Georgia's going to be in the college football playoff. I really don't see Oregon – especially now that they know they're number three and they control their own destiny, dropping a game. 
So now you're talking about Alabama, Oklahoma, which is most likely the Big 12 champion, and Wake Forest or whoever comes out of the ACC up for the other spot versus Cincinnati. And SMU losing doesn't help them. SMU's a really good team. Houston's a really good team. I just don't know if either victory would have enough cachet to move them ahead of six. So the way I look at it, and I don't know if it's necessarily Armageddon. The past couple of weeks, I've been saying the same thing on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is, who do Cincinnati fans need to cheer for? And number one Georgia. has always remained the Absolutely. same. Georgia. They need Georgia, Georgia to win out. They need to go get Georgia gear right now. Right. They need Georgia to win out, beat Alabama. Alabama, get out of here. So there's one scenario. Because if Alabama beats Georgia, Cincinnati might as well kiss their chances goodbye. Facts. So that's number one. Cincinnati fans, I've stayed true to that, need to remain big-time fans of the Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, I think, is a combination. It is either you need Oregon to lose a game. When you look at that schedule, it's Washington on the road this weekend, home to Wazoo. Oregon State's the trick up on the trick I think, up game. And I also think Utah is not an a cakewalk. True. Utah's playing a little I bit better on the road. Salt Lake City is probably going to be a night game. And then you're at home, but you get the uh, what is it, the Civil War there against Oregon State. And then you're probably going to play Arizona State or Utah again uh, in the Pac-12 championship. So doable, but we've seen this Oregon team kind of be up and down. Oklahoma, here's the interesting one to me, Sean, about Oklahoma. I think, as I said in the previous segment about Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, at eight, I think they're okay. But here's the interesting wrinkle. I think if Oklahoma is a 12-1 Big 12 champ and Cincinnati's 13-0, I think Cincinnati, my gut tells me that Cincinnati gets in over Oklahoma if Oklahoma loses one of those games. Let's say they lose at Baylor avenge that loss in the Big 12 championship game, my gut tells me Cincinnati would get in at 13-0. and And also the final one is they need Notre Dame to keep winning. Notre Dame will be a significant favorite in all four of their final games. They play Navy this week. They go to Virginia, which is a tricky spot. Virginia with Brendan Armstrong can score a lot of points. They're horrendous defensively. Then they're home to Georgia Tech at Stanford. If Notre Dame goes 11-1, and they open up today at 10 in the polls. They finish probably seven or eight, Sean. Mm-hmm. That's a road win at an eleven and one Notre Dame. That's probably the second or third best win in college football this season. So if all three of those things work out, I think Cincinnati makes the playoff. But they have never controlled their own destiny. They mm-hmm. obviously need to go undefeated, but it's not going to be easy. I think at the end of the day, the Big Ten you can assume pretty safely they're going to get a team in. Georgia needs to take care of business, and I think you need Oregon or Oklahoma to slip up. If so, then Cincinnati gets so in. So you're still saying what I said, which yeah. is Armageddon. I don't know. I mean, in your, in your, I don't know. If, in your, assuming, oh, Sean, so, though, so, but Oklahoma is has won however many games closely. So since he needs Oklahoma to lose, Oregon to lose, no, not and Alabama. Them. No, no, no. One or the other. I think they just need Oklahoma or Oregon to lose. I think if Oregon runs the table, mm-hmm. Oklahoma loses. So I think Cincinnati gets in. Here's let me let me ask you this. So Wake Forest is a road underdog. Mm-hmm. They're sitting at number nine. Yep. 
How in the world the team at number nine in the college football playoff could be a road underdog? Uh, Wake Forest or uh, Iowa? Carolina. Iowa was last it's, week. It's, lost by twenty. It's fascinating to me because mm-hmm. uh, Wake Forest has one of the top five offenses in all of college football. Now, can they hold up on defense? Sometimes they play adequately. Sometimes they don't. Then they play number nineteen NC State, where they'll be a home dog. Then they go to Clemson, dog again. Then they finish at Boston College. They most likely, if they can get through that gauntlet, will play Pittsburgh, who looks like, even though they lost to Miami, still has the inside track on that side of the ACC. How then do you turn around and keep them out of the playoff? And my question, question. I'm going to ask nationally, every chance I get, Clemson basically plays Wake Forest schedule. And they go undefeated and automatically get in. So I don't want anybody to start telling me about Wake Forest strength of schedule. Because the only difference normally between the schedule Wake Forest has played and Clemson is maybe one non-conference early game. But they are in the exact same conference. So if you're going to credit Clemson for winning that conference and going undefeated, then how do you turn around and say Wake Forest hasn't played anybody? Because it's the same teams that Clemson beats to go undefeated every year. I would say the difference is this, Sean, that in 2019 when Clemson – went on to lose to LSU in the national championship. This is what they did. First off, they beat Texas A&M. Wake Forest didn't beat anyone comparable to Texas Mm A&M. They won by 35, 31, 35, 52, uh, 45, 49. So it was margin of victory. 45 in conference. So so I'm going to use your argument against you then. If it's margin of victory, then I disagree when you say that Oklahoma, if they went out, gets in. Because their margin of victory is why they're eight. But like they've been, I mean, scratching but at the and end clawing. Of the, but at the end of the day, Sean, I, that's why they're eight right now. Right. But when they play at Baylor, at Oklahoma State, and then a conference championship against Oklahoma State again, those teams are significantly better than anyone Wake Forest is going to play. Look, if Wake Forest goes undefeated, they're going to absolutely deserve to be and in I this think, discussion. You see, so you ginger genius, you really slick with your words. See, I think significantly is a stretch only because Iowa State, I, I, you can't tell me that definitively Iowa State beats NC State. I mean, you can't tell me definitively Oklahoma State would go to Clemson and win, even though Clemson's, as I predicted, down. I mean, so when you say significantly, I mean, you, that means that the teams that Oklahoma has left to play would beat the teams that Wake Forest have left to play. I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, you may not agree with it, but the committee does. And that's all that matters. When we make these arguments, the committee, the, the committee does. Can we and put right, and the the right now, the committee has Baylor 12, Show me some teeth. Oklahoma, Can we put on the committee? <laughs> Oklahoma State 11, <laughs> and Wake Forest only has one ranked team left on, uh, on the docket. I think Wake Forest loses this weekend at North Carolina. I really do. But if they don't, and they prove us wrong, then we're going to have a really fascinating discussion. To be honest, Sean, I was surprised to see them at nine, considering who they have played so far and how some of those games have been played. So I thought I, I was a bit surprised to see them as high as they were. I thought they would be 10 or 11. I did it. I thought they'd be six or seven. Wake Forest? Just because it's the same platform that Clemson uses every year, and Clemson would be in the But they've won three. national championships. Cincinnati wouldn't be number six. Committee, either the ACC is a Cin- football conference or If it's Cincinnati not. didn't play the schedule they played last year. All right, we'll talk to Chris Felica next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network.
VEASAN MID-SEASON FOOTBALL SPECIAL IS HERE FOR ONLY 99 BUCKS. YOU GET EVERYTHING VEASAN HAS TO OFFER FROM NOW TO THE END OF THE NFL PLAYOFFS. DAILY BEST BET EMAILS, 24-7 VIDEO STREAMING, BETTING SPLITS FOR EVERY SPORT, POINT SPREAD WEEKLY, PLUS IN-DEPTH DATA AND ANALYSIS ON VEASAN.COM AND UPCOMING COLLEGE HOOPS BETTING GUIDE AS WELL. THIS IS A GREAT DEAL. ONLY 99 BUCKS FOR THE REST OF THE FOOTBALL SEASON. SIGN UP NOW. VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. On to the seventh we go, Sean. Six to nothing. Countdown begins. Atlanta Braves. Nine. Nine outs. That's all we need. Do the fingers here. Nine outs. Bring it on home here, Atlanta Braves. Well, while we wait and we stare at some action, by the way, good teams win, great teams cover. Good job, Akron Zips, getting the cover uh, against Ball State. For those who care about straight-up situations, Ball State won by six. Uh, Ohio still leads by 15 over Miami of Ohio. A diminishing 15. And uh, that under 11 minutes to go. And Eastern Michigan up 10 as a 9.5-point dog against Toledo. But let's bring in the Bear, uh, Chris Felica, who was uh, on television tonight. Busy man. You see him on College Game Day. He was on the, uh, on the reveal today, which, no surprise, Chris, it led to a lot of outrage, anger. Why this? Why that? Um... I want to start with Cincinnati. To me, you know, at six, I was a little bit surprised, but I think the same situation I've been saying for weeks still applies. They need Georgia to win out. They need Oklahoma or Oregon to stub their toe. And if so, and they take care of business, I think they're in a decent spot. What was your takeaway from Cincinnati and now their chances to get into the playoffs? It didn't surprise me where they were because I think if you are being honest with yourself and ranking the teams, this is probably where they should be, right around six or seven. I almost wonder if the AP pollsters and the coaches have kind of been overreacting just a little bit, trying to make up for maybe some under-ranking of some teams later. Because if you put their resume and everything out and compare it to Michigan State and some of the other and and some of the other teams, they shouldn't be right ahead of them. So, but, but, but what you said is right, and that's kind of what I said at the end of, my, uh, end of the show in the segment. I, it's not the end all for them where they are at six right now. It's still the highest ranked uh, group of five team in, in the initial release of the rankings. Uh, Ohio State plays Michigan State. One of those teams is going to lose. Oregon has two rivalry games with Oregon State and Washington as well as potentially two games with Utah. Uh, Alabama could lose to Georgia, and they would be out. I, I, there are still many, many paths for Cincinnati, I think, to make the playoff. And uh, the $1 million question is the scenario that Kirk brought up at the end of the show was uh, if it comes down to maybe an undefeated Oklahoma versus an undefeated Cincinnati, what happens then? But while I'm sure Cincinnati is disappointed right now to not see their name in the top four, it's certainly not the uh, reason to abandon any hope you know chris i'm used to you know the message not getting to the folks that need it i view myself as more of a ground roots kind of person you know a man of the people so everyone's (laughs) going to argue about all of these blue bloods but to me the travesty was that university of texas at san antonio was not in the top 25 like is that not the biggest travesty travesty (laughs) of this entire initial ranking it's funny you say that because one of the things that, that – yeah, and again, I'm going to drop Kirk's name because 
guy who I talk to every single day many times about the sport of college football is we always talk about how there are people out there who it, all that matters is, oh, you're undefeated. You're under, you've won all your games. So you got to be ranked. So, like, that, that doesn't just apply to Cincinnati. That apply, it would have applied to San Diego State last week, and it applies now to, to UTSA as well. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm surprised that, that, that UTSA didn't get a, um, get, a, get a ranking there just to, just to say they were. Uh, although I get the committee, I've gone through the committee exercise, and I know how they do it, and they try and uh, look, look at quality wins and, and your offensive and defensive efficiency metrics and everything. But, but, but I am surprised being, you've got a bunch of three-loss teams in there. The UTSA did not get a uh, get a ranking, being that they are the only other undefeated team in the group of five. Chris Felica, ESPN. Their defense college. is really good, by the way. I don't know how much of them you watch, Sean, but their defense is really good. Oh, yeah, I've watched them. Go to Memphis, go to Illinois. Like, uh, some of those guys on the staff were on our staff at South Florida, so I always root for some of my former coworkers. So uh, I've watched them very closely. You know what, well, Chris, let's just jump to the ACC right quick. You know, when people talk about the best coaches in college football, Dave Clawson's name never comes up. But I think with what he has available from a talent selection standpoint to what he gets out of that talent, how he develops it, I think he's one of the best in the business. Now, I do think the number nine initial ranking is pretty accurate based on where they're at. They can play themselves in. But some kind of way, Wake Forest is an underdog going to (laughs) – North Carolina, tell me why I should not go get overdraft on all of my checking accounts and empty them out and ride with the Demon Deacons on Saturday. It's interesting because you look at Wake Forest, if you would have taken their winning percentage during this season, it would have been the lowest of all time of any current Power 5 team. And now here they are, 8-0, undefeated in the top 10, and I think that kind of, and I believe they also have the smallest enrollment uh, of any Power Five school. So, like, like what 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 you said about Dave Clawson doing with the job that he's done with the players that he has, it really is uh, an unbelievable job. And I like Wake Forest this week. I know the number stinks out loud, and it's the first time you've had an eight and zero team or better as an underdog against a team that didn't have a winning record. But but I've seen enough of North Carolina this year. That defense is terrible. Tyron Williams ran all over them last week. They had big plays through the air, and it's not a great Notre Dame offense. Uh, I think Sam Hartman in this week offense uh, rips them apart, and I, I like the Demon Deacons this week. Normally I would go the other way on a smelly line like that, but uh, uh, I've done my fair share of donating to the uh, to the North Carolina Fund this year, and I'm, I'm done with that. I like I like Wade. Yeah, I saw Bears right up last week. He was on UNC. Almost got the backdoor cover there. You had the ball. Yeah, man. Down. UNC, the, the next tackle they make will be the first good tackle they make. Like, that defense is atrocious. Wake Forest's defense not too great either. Uh, surprisingly, that total has actually dipped down a point here at Circa. I don't know uh, really why. We're talking to Chris Felica, the Bear. Uh, you see him on College Game Day. Check out the podcast. He and Stanford Steve each and every week as well as they uh, they talk out college football, and I'm sure uh, they will have plenty of thoughts on the playoff rankings the first week of it. Um, you know, just bouncing around and knowing the way your mind thinks, I am a bit surprised that you said you'd like Wake, but I understand your rationale. A couple other lines that I thought were maybe intriguing to you as well as myself, Arkansas is laying five against Auburn. I think the world will love to eat the candy there with Auburn. And then, of course... Purdue 
only a three-point dog at home against now the number three team in the college football playoff rankings. Guys, I'm Michigan not sure State. if he dropped out or my line dropped out, and I'm just having a hard time hearing you. Okay. Can you hear us right now? Oh, we're having a little little issues there with the Bear, but we got some good answers from Bear. Yeah, and he, bear, can you hear me? Nah, that's all right. Well, okay. we appreciate the Bear. Uh, Bear's a busy man today, so we'll, uh, we'll let him be. Auburn's playing Texas a Oh, Mississippi State, I beg your pardon. Mississippi State is at Arkansas. Yeah, we got Texas A&M uh, taking on Auburn. a great Auburn. game, by the way. Really good game. And I'm telling you now, Alabama's slip-up game is the Iron Bowl. At home? Auburn and what Brian Harson has done, especially with the development of that quarterback. I mean, he's playing light years better than he played under Gus Malzahn. Well, that would be, I mean, talk about a crazy scenario if, Auburn beat Alabama. Yeah. Auburn wins the tiebreaker. If Auburn wins out, because they lost to Penn State, so they only have one SEC loss. So Alabama would have two. Yeah. So Auburn would win. It wouldn't even be a tiebreaker. Auburn would win. So Auburn controls their own destiny. That I think I think Auburn, Auburn's got some issues now. Uh, I think the Bear is back. Uh, Bear, are you back with us? Yeah, I am. I got you loud and clear now. Oh, I awesome. It's dropped off there. Oh, so no we, we, no worries. We got just about a minute before I let you run. I know you uh, you're a busy man, so I'm just curious what is what is the stink that uh, that you're embracing this week? I mentioned Arkansas. I misspoke. They're playing Mississippi State. Uh, you've got Purdue, only a three point dog. So is there a game uh, that that's jumping out to you? There there is. I, I I don't know why Wisconsin is that big of a favorite <laughs> yeah. at Rutgers, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily stink. But you look at Wisconsin. This is a team that. Last couple of weeks, it looks like they've gotten right, but if you kind of look in the box score, they've had four super short scoring drives. They've gotten eight turnovers. They, they, they basically just run the ball because they haven't had to throw. Greg Schiano can coach defense and teach defense, and uh, I, I think at some point in this game, Graham Mertz is going to have to complete a pass. So I, I don't know if Rutgers can get that outright win, but I, I think 12, 12 and a half is too many points, and I like Florida State. Mm. Uh, getting three again against NC State. I know the last time we saw the Wolfpack play, <laughs> uh, they lost to they lost to Miami in, in that wild game. But uh, Florida State since that 0-4 start, one three or four, very easily could have won at Clemson last week. So I like I like the fact that Mike Norvell has, hasn't lost his team. So uh, uh, two uh, ugly sounding underdogs at Florida State and Rutgers. There he is, Chris Felica, the Bear, a busy man. We always appreciate. His inside. It is the nightcap and another homer to tell you about on the other side. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. It is now 7 to nothing in the top of the seventh inning. Freddie Freeman going yard. Now 7 nothing. Oh, who that is knocking on the door? 7 nothing. That's the ticket window. 7 <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? I can see the goosebumps on your neck. Yeah. Feeling good. Great call by the ginger genius. Feeling as good. As the Braves at 16-1. to uh, We appreciate uh, the bear, Chris Felica, for joining us. So it's interesting because Chris is one who thinks similarly to me and to others, Josh Applebaum, our, our own Josh Applebaum, the contrarian, fade the public, stinky line, all that stuff. But he has turned on that theory for Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think out of principle, I'm probably going to play UNC <laughs> just because I got to. And if they win and cover, I'm going to be annoyed at myself. But watching that UNC team and that defense and knowing that there are issues this year, Sean, it is really hard to back them. The only thing I'll say is that they have had some games where they've looked really strong at home, including you know, putting up 59 against Virginia, who also can't play a lick of defense either. I don't know what it is about the ACC this year. You know, outside of what, Clemson, no one could play defense, but they have no offense, so I don't know. Um, but the Bear liked Wake Forest in this spot. Mm-hmm. You like Wake Forest in this I spot as well. I love Wake Forest. They both start with an L. I actually love <laughs> Wake Forest. And it, it's just me backing Dave Clawson and Sam Hartman. Yeah. I trust Dave Clawson to have his team ready to play. I think the best thing that happened 
for him from a motivational standpoint is them being number nine. Well, I mean, they're higher ranked in the playoff rankings than they were in the AP. But what it does motivationally is now you go and tell your team they still don't believe in us. They don't believe in us. We're undefeated. Guys, if Clemson was sitting here with our record in this conference, they'd be the number two seed behind Georgia in this college football playoff. Now, I know Georgia-Clemson played, but I'm just talking in five out of six years when those two don't play. We've got to go and handle our business. And then I'd put up there, they don't even think we can beat North Carolina. They've got us underdogs. Like, are we going to let them just put shovel? I mean, put dirt on on our grave? I I mean, are we going to allow them to do that? Are we going to rise up like Lazarus? Open up the tomb and say, here go the Demon Deacons. Come on, man. I'm just saying, like, this is the things that happen that make a team like Wake Forest overachieve. And so the biggest play I've made this year will be Wake Forest money line on Saturday. The biggest play you've made yeah. will be Wake Forest money line on Saturday. <sighs> I trust Dave Clawson. I trust Sam Hartman. That offense is spectacular. Hey, if Sam Howell comes out, has the game of his life, and they outscore Wake Forest, so be it. But I'm rolling with the Demon Deacons. I think they're the better coach team. They have more to play for. And I don't think there is a large difference, if any, between Sam Hartman and, and Sam Howell. Um... I mean, I was really impressed last week. I mean, he threw a bad pick, uh, which that's kind of been his his bugaboo this year. But I was really impressed last week by Sam Howell. I thought he played really well. And I don't think many people realize, you know, how dynamic of an athlete he is. I mean, he's yeah. he's run for over he's a gamer. 585 yards. No doubt about it. He's a gamer. So I, I love I love this matchup. I played the over. Uh, I know that's a super square play. But I, I look I look at these two defenses, you know, Wake Forest's defense couldn't stop Army, but Army couldn't stop Wake Forest's offense. UNC's offense can't stop anybody. I do think, I would say Wake Forest's offense is better than Notre Dame. Sam Hartman is better than the quarterback at Notre Dame. But I would say Kyron Williams is better than anyone Wake Forest has but athletically. Think, so, Michael so, Mayer is it, better than anyone so they have at tight question. ends. Individually, as a standalone talent, I'd agree but I'd argue that Wake Forest's run game is better than Notre Dame's run game overall. Uh, remember, Wake is the one that has the slow yep, the inside read, zone read game. Option, yeah, yeah, I mean, they thought enough of their running backs that they had missed a beat and Kenneth Walker the third left. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, Wake, think about that. Well, yeah. Wake Forest is 8-0, and they could have Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, so. And that's wild to think about. So that's one game the Bear likes. He likes Wake Forest. Uh, a couple other games he uh, he had mentioned he does like Florida State. Uh, Florida State is now getting under a field goal against NC State. Uh, last week, just a, a horrifying beat, uh, a game in which they, they looked like they were going to win it outright, and not only do they lose, they, they don't get the cover. You know, Florida State is one of those teams, Sean, where it feels like now they've got a win over North Carolina. Uh, they went into Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't have a great read on this one. I I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State won this game because I do think they're playing better. You know, last week you talked about them and Mike Norvell trying to get things right. Um, but I, I would be... I bought a new suitcase. I'm a pass on this one. Yeah, I bought a new suitcase. And I put the Seminoles in it. <laughs> and I put it in the closet. And I said, I'm going to root for Mike Norvell. I have a lot of good friends on that staff. But I'm no longer going to attach my tickets to the Seminoles. Like, they... 
went out of their way not to cover that football game. So I'm done with them for the year. They may very well go and beat NC State. I won't even watch the game. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to move on to next yeah. year with certain teams. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, um, and the Florida State has played better. I just don't trust them. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I don't trust them. I, I, I will not be on that game. This is a game I like. I don't like the line movement. Uh, we know that you know smart money has been backing Wisconsin, and it's been dumb money for the most part. But last week it comes home. Uh, actually, the last couple weeks. They didn't cover against Army. I played them against Purdue. Uh, I did not play them last week mm-hmm. uh, against Iowa. I should have, but I didn't. Um, and now they're going on the road, Sean. And this thing here at Circa is up to 13 and a half. So the line movement makes me a little bit nervous. But, you know, we, you and I were both on Rutgers last week. They're not a great football team, but they're a good defensive team. And that was part of kind of our handicap of Rutgers going up against Illinois. And I, I do think it's a little bit of a letdown spot. Back-to-back wins against top 25 teams. You beat Purdue. On the road, you come home, you beat Iowa, you thump Iowa, and now you got to go on the road to sleepy Piscataway to shh stadium. That's a lot of points for Wisconsin to, to be laying against Rutgers. I trust Chris Felica. You're going to stay away from this one. I'm not touching this. Game. <laughs> I just don't have a good feel for Wisconsin. And, and listen, I get it. It's a big number for any team with Graham Mertz at quarterback. To be laying, and Rutgers may very well cover. And Wisconsin is, to their credit, starting to figure things out a little bit here. But Mertz isn't. They're winning in spite of him. Yeah, they're running. Yeah, the he's ball. had no contribution in these wins. He's just guy that takes the snaps. Yeah, last week he was eleven to twenty-two. They're running the ball well. I mean, they're just, they're just. I don't know if Rutgers can score a point. I mean, can they cover losing ten nothing? Because that's the thing. I watched that Rutgers offense. It is. Uh, Plus, in a perfect world, not it looks like I'm going to get Michigan State versus Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. So I want to save all my energy towards the Badgers for that game. <laughs> you, got, you got a couple landmines before you get yeah, to we're Wisconsin gonna our, there. We're going to handle our business. You got, to a couple, our gonna you, know, you got a little trip to Columbus that, that is going to be uh, challenging. So you got a trip to West Lafayette, by the way, this weekend that I think is going to be very interesting. Let me ask you a question pertaining to Buckeye Bruce. Mm-hmm. Have you changed your opinion on who and what they are for this season after watching the Penn State game? No. I think they're a team that is the best offense in that conference by a long stretch. Oh. And, oh, yeah. Best by a long stretch? Oh, yeah. Come on now. I mean, Michigan State not chopped liver on offense. They're good. Yeah. Well, yeah. well we'll see. Both guys aren't best by a long stretch. And I would say this. Penn State struggles offensively, but they're not a bad defensive team. Now, they were absent against Illinois, but you knew they were going to come not ready really. to play for that game. The defense showed up in Illinois. It went to overtime. What was well, the score, 10-10? to 10? They gave up like 350 yards on the ground. Yeah, but they didn't give up points. So I think for me, for Ohio State, um, I, I don't think they're going to have issues scoring on Michigan State. But are they going to be able to stop Michigan State? That's the question. Because Michigan State does have playmakers. Naylor's the beast. Obviously, Kenneth Steve, Walker. Peyton Thorne. But we're not to that game yet. So I don't want to. We got work to do. Michigan State, Sparty. Listen, we got a big game in Lafayette. We got to take care of business. Yeah, they do. Yes. Uh, they absolutely do. And sitting there at number three in the college football playoff rankings, I did just, just for humor. I wanted the committee to put them at two because Purdue 
has nine wins all time against the number two team in the country, including one already this year against Iowa. I just wanted the narrative, the discussion. I wanted to be able to bring it up and talk to the people about the fact that Purdue in West Lafayette is the worst nightmare for number two ranked teams in the country. We'll keep this conversation going. Ty Hildenbrandt next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.